Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Pleasure to be here with you guys on a 
on a call of cookout, man. Yeah, we got a lot to get to. I'm not going to waste anybody's time with pregame hoopla, man. Let's get to work. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Good to hear you. We had our show last night, the NFL free-for-all. Shameless plug. Um, but, you know, we, we got a lot of NFL to get to, too. Um, we got another chef in the building um, from the 315. I think this is Chandler. So Chandler is in the building. What's going on? Hey, what's up, fellas? Serious, you don't sound so happy, man, with that great Kenny Pickett. <laughs> you know what, sir? If he wasn't a senior citizen, I'm going to find you and kick you out your wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him talk to you like that. Don't let him talk to you like that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It is, so, it is heated. It's going to get heated already. We ain't got time for that, that nonsense. But, Chella, good to hear your voice. Good to hear you. Um. And I, we got another call in from the 515. I, I'm not 100% sure who this is, but we're going to bring him in. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, you know by now who I am, bro. You know. Um, Dude, you're just 615. 615? You yeah, got the bat phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you can no longer say I'm calling from different area codes. This brother calls from a different area code every time he calls. Uh, that's not true. It's either one or the other, my, my brother, one or the other. Uh, but, yeah, man, lots to get to, man. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to uh, be with you guys. Thanks to TPN, to all you guys, man. Much respect. I'm glad to be here. We got a lot to do, so let's get to work. Absolutely. He's like Jack Reacher. He got a new drop phone. You don't know where he's calling from. He's just all over the place. You know, he's on a burner, man. He's he on a burner. He's on a burner. No, but listen, um, Allow allow me a, a minute to 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 get this out. God damn Yankees! God damn it! They just Sirius teed it up last night. He knew I was I was about to go hard, and he he ended the show because he knew immediately I was I was upset. He knew I was upset. But um, listen, they they got embarrassed, embarrassed by the Houston Astros. Um. It, it took three days for the principal owner to open his mouth and say something. And what he says, I'm sure the fan base is not in agreement with that Boone and, and Cashman will be back. Um, a lot of Listen, the Astros were the better team. I knew they were coming into it. I thought maybe we could steal one. But so many things went wrong from the coaching decisions to the fact that they haven't hit all offseason, uh, on the postseason. It's a complete joke. They got swept by the better team, um, but it's gotten worse and worse progressively every year with Houston. They're nowhere. They were close in 2017, and they've just gotten farther and farther away. It's ridiculous. Um, I can go in more. I will, but I, I'll pass it around. The ALCS, and if you want to bring it to the NLCS so you don't have to talk Yankees the whole time, fine, but TP Timeless, um, keep your comments, your snide comments to yourself. Just give me the facts. I don't need you to rub it in my face. Just give me the facts, sir. You don't tell me what to do. I'm grown. I'm, I'm grown. I'm grown. I am grown. I don't know what you're talking about. I am grown. I don't know what's happening. So, um, you, you, you grew up with me for a big, major portion of my life, at least three decades worth of it, right? And there's Absolutely. a song that came out in, uh, around March 25th. 1997, track eight, disc one, it was called 
What's I know. Let's see. Um, yeah, I how know. does the how does the first how does the first verse start? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. As long as you know how that song starts, I'm going to start my spill. It's Biggie. It's Biggie. <laughs> yes, yes. It is so good to see it. Or better yet, let me take it away from Biggie with the ha 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 ha. Let me do the villain. <laughs> Yes, yes, this is wonderful, and this is the crazy part, right? Because this is all the Yankees do. They fix everything with money. That's all it is. And the best thing about the Yankees, I'm I'm gonna be good with analyzing the situation. The offense is what gets them by. But I really mm-hmm. didn't want to look at it like this. But it's always been true. I really want to say, I do really want to say, like the Jeter era, like like the '96, '95 era, when the home run ball really became everything. But they did have people that could get base hits, like Bernie, Tino, Posada. They could get hits, but you have people that could get it out the park. And moving up into the 2000s, there's always been people that could come to the plate and knock it out the park, come up with a big hit somewhere, or get on base. And it's it just the mystique of the Yankees, seventh, eighth, or ninth, and they could come back and win a game. They have not really focused on what they need, and that's that rotation or the bullpen. Like, they need that to be solid. And they could continue to pay whoever they want to put in that lineup. It's not working. But the worst part about it is is the embarrassment of how this season went. The Yankees were so hot. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that they were going to win the World Series. I didn't think nothing was stopping them because of the start that they got on. The Yankees were severely hot at the start of the season. And it fell apart, I want to say, like August. August, August, September. It, like, really slowed down. You think before then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, stirred the Kool-Aid with him. It's like every team that he's gone on, 
since I, I want to say since his MVP, he's made the team worse. Whether it was in Atlanta, Toronto, us, the Yankees, something's happened critically, and he ain't show up. For him to have like I think it was like a ninety-four million dollar contract, and for him not to show up is huge. And I don't know if the Yankees hang on to him. If he moves again. That's interesting because he's getting older now. He will be, I think, like 38 this December. His birthday's his birthday's like two days before mine. Um, mm. So something has to give with him. But the one thing that I am really looking at, I can't lie, like it's like I I know I don't like the Yankees, but it's people I like and respect. Like I, I like and respect Jeter. I I love and respect Bernie Williams. And once I met Mariano Rivera, he won me over because that dude is a good guy. But I, I like and respect Judge. And for the way Cashman played him, it was like, you know, here go 213. He was like, no, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. And he came up with this type of season. The Yankees have to give him a blank check. They have to give him a blank check and try to make it look feasible for the team. But then if they give him the blank check, how do you worry about your roster? I mean, the rotation in the bullpen. So the Yankees are yeah. in a disarray going into this next season, and they got a lot of questions to answer. It's, it's, it's funny because I'm here to joke around with the Yankee fans that are here. But realistically, it's like, Looking at it analytically, the Yankees are in like some type of heat going to try and pay a 30-year-old athlete that's a monster but still can't focus on the future beyond him. So their hands are full, and I hope the Bronx, New York City, New Jersey, and Connecticut are ready. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Bear with me. My son's not feeling good, so I might be in and out. But listen. They have no choice to keep Donaldson unless they can find somebody stupid enough to take him as they were stupid enough to take him from the, the Twins because he's got another year on his contract. The, the old, the, this is the first time the Twins have beaten the Yankees. Write it down. The first time the Yankees have lost to the Twins is because they were stupid enough to take a $50 million contract from, from uh, Donaldson to take that on and to take on IKF. Yeah, that's the first time the Twins have beaten the Yankees in years. But, I mean, listen, there's a, you can't even blame the pitching. The pitching wasn't the problem. I mean, they, what, they gave up, the most runs they gave up in the game was, what, five, six? Like Yeah, but they shut they, you guys they, out. They shut was, you guys out. Five nothing. Five nothing hitting. in the boogie down. The yeah, it was down, the hitting. It was the offense. That was the offense that was the problem. And the pitching, it, that's what the thing, the pitching was the question mark, and the hitting wasn't the problem going into the um, playoffs. It flipped around, and it's, it's listen, it, it's like, all right, yeah, you're going to clear Stanley Crap because you're not going to bring back Chapman. You're not going to bring back um, uh, Zach Britton. Uh, $10 million comes off the, the books with Gallo. That's $70 million that you have. 40 of that's got to go to judge. But then it's really, there's no salary cap. This is a self-imposed cap by Hal Steinbrenner. He's being cheap. And it's like, I'm sick of it. I sat next to you, TP. We sat there at Yankee Stadium a couple months ago, and we easily spent $100. Easily. And for what? For this? To watch this crap? To watch a team barely make, you know, barely do anything in the playoffs? They're content being average, above average, and it's sickening. It's loser mentality. If George Steinbrenner was alive, God rest his soul, he wouldn't he wouldn't have put up with this for five years, let alone one year. For five years, it's been the same. And the first thing you say after three days of getting swept by the Astros is, what do you say? Oh, they did a great job. I think Boone did a good job this year. He, he, I don't see no reason why he wouldn't come. What? What? 
Aaron? Please talk to me about the Yankees before I lose my... I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you when we were there. When we were there, I tried to warn you when we were sitting in in Yankee Stadium. I tried to warn you just to let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, please talk to me. Serious, serious. Talk to me about these Yankees, please. You know, it's funny. You, you you know, this is this is the the route you take because uh, I'm 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 in lockstep with you. You know, gentlemen, I, I I sat here on this very network time and time again as we have you know, wax poetically about the exploits of Aaron Judge and talked about him eclipsing the record and how the New York Yankees, you know, were maybe the team to beat in the AL. And I've always said this, and I've gotten laughed at on this very network, and again, it is what it is. Until we put it together in the playoffs, it's all for naught. I think the conversation was, uh, having to do with his his home run record or whatever it could be. And I came in, I was like, listen, it, it's irrelevant for me because this is what I feared. This very thing is what I feared. There is a dark cloud hanging over the New York Yankees right now. And it's not money. It's not about getting on base. It's the effing Houston Astros. We cannot beat these guys. It doesn't matter where we play them. And so when we advanced by the, by the you know, the hair on our chinny-chin-chin the last series, and we, we're, we're sitting there in the locker room and we're sitting there celebrating, talking about we want Houston, the hell we did? No, we didn't. We don't want, we don't want no part of that. We did not show up to play at all. Like, again, people will sit there and say it, it was the offense, it was the pitching. I don't give a damn what it was. We didn't get it done. And, again, Barry, I, I agree with you. God rest his soul, Mr. Steinbrenner would have fired everybody. He would have went eight crap on everybody involved. I don't care if you like Aaron Boone, gone. I don't care if you like, you know, gone, gone, all of them gone. Because this is below the line. If I'm going to sit here and and, and give kudos and Respect to to, to 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 the Yankees for having a solid season. I damn well sure gonna crucify them for getting bounced in the manner in which they did. I don't care if you lose. You better you might as well show up and compete. These motherfuckers shouldn't even put on that damn uniform. They didn't compete. They didn't care. They weren't chasing after fly balls. They weren't, they weren't hustling down the line. They weren't situational hitting well. Do you understand the fact that we left almost 25 runs, runners on base in this series alone? We didn't hit all the runners in scoring position. We didn't pitch ourselves out of jam. We could, our, our, our bullpen could hold a lead to save our life. That was an issue I've been talking about all damn year. Back to when we back, back to when I jumped on with the with the baseball show back in yep. early whenever that shit dropped September. Mhm. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I'm, I'm done. Like at the end of the day, I'm a rock with this squad because I'm a rock with this squad. And whatever happens this all season, like TP alluded to, we gonna have some some hard questions, some hard asks for some, for some people. This is yep. the squad I'm a rock with. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean a damn thing to me until we figure out how to play better, 
come October and how to beat these damn Houston Astros. Yep. How dare you down 3-0 make, have somebody make a video about the Red Sox coming back from us, down from us 3-0 in 90, what was it, 2004? How dare you make the, a video video package about the Red Sox coming back on us to inspire the Yankees? Are you out of your freaking mind? That's what you showed? Nobody wants to remember that. Are you nuts? Nobody this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. This is a disgrace. And, and, here's, and here's the thing, and I'm gonna come to you. I'm gonna come to you, Chandler, right next. I'm gonna come to you. But here's the deal: Aaron Boone, every decision he made in the ALCS was wrong. How do you justify taking Garrett Cole out of Game Three with the season on the line, throwing 90 pitches when it was two? The, we were losing two nothing because you needed to keep the score at two nothing. That's what you said. So you you said you needed to keep the score at 2-0, so you took him out of the game, and you went to Louis Trevino. If that was the case, then you would have went to Peralta or you would have went to Loisica. But you went to Trevino to save your season instead of going with the $300 million pitcher. And then the next night, when the season's on the break, you left a one-legged pitcher on the mound and watched him give up a three-run home run. So you trust a one-legged pitcher over a $300 million pitcher that's supposed to be your ace. That's why we lost. Because Aaron Boone is an idiot. Chandler, the floor is yours. Well, okay, there's a couple things that everybody just wants to keep conveniently overlooking. One, um, Josh Donaldson played gold glove third base. Josh Donaldson is not the hitter he once was. Anybody who thought he was going to be hasn't been paying attention. And, and that's a problem with, with a lot of Yankee fans is they don't look at what a player has been doing before they come here. They just say, well, he was an exactly. MVP, so we get an MVP. He, he, right. You did not get um, 2015 uh, Josh Donaldson. Anybody who expected that, well, that's on you. But he played a gold glove. And that's Cashman. I don't have a problem. That's, I don't have a that's problem Cashman. with no, no, no. I don't, I don't have a problem with Donaldson because he gave me what I expected with the gold glove uh, third base. And honestly, he was hitting well until Boone threw him under the bus about Tim Anderson when mm. anybody named Mother knew what nut racist about that. Tim Anderson, he was, being, he was giving Tim Anderson the needle, and you can't tell me that nobody in Tim Anderson's locker room didn't give him the needle because he called himself a new Jackie Robinson. He ain't never been through nothing, okay? Tim Anderson's a clown. But his own teammates did back him in that. And if you go back and look, from that point on, he hit barely 200. Up to that point, he was doing well. Remember, he was getting walk-off hits and everything else. After that, Donaldson looked like a show of himself. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, and I told uh, Ty this, what, so what, seven years ago now, Ty? Or longer? How Steinbrenner lowered the bar a long time ago. Yeah. It's... Count Steinbrenner is content to get to the ALCS. He's content yep. with that. So Aaron Boone is not clueless. Aaron Boone was hired because he's going to do exactly what they tell him to do. 
He put in Lou Trevino because the analytics department said, when this part of the lineup comes up, this is the guy you put in. Period. End of story. Joe Girardi got fired because he wouldn't go along with the analytics department. That's why Girardi was fired. It had nothing to do with, oh, he was doing tents in the clubhouse. It was because he told the analytics guys, screw you. I'm going to play who I think should play. All right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at all that in context, oh, and by the way, for the past almost seven years, the story has always been the hitting in the playoffs because we have a team full of guys who refuse, refuse to adjust their approach when they're going up against top flight pitching. Okay? Now, you got Stanton who has adjusted. Stanton now is a guy, when he got here, he was more of a pull hitter. He's the guy who now tries to go to right field. All right? As he's played the field more, he stayed healthier. Okay? Stanton's yep. been playing a lot better, playing in the field, playing more games, because he's been playing in the field, which he should have been all along. But the analytics department yep. turned him into a, a, a half a player when he got here, because the analytics said, this comes back to the fact that Yankee fans refuse to acknowledge the fact that this is not about World Series titles. It's not. I expected them to lose. You refused to bring up the shortstop, and then when you brought him up, you stuck with IKF because the Yankees' metrics say IKF was goal below shortstop. So they kept running yeah. him out there. Even though anybody's eye test could tell you that he wasn't, even though he cost the Yankees. See, everybody keeps screaming about Donaldson. Isaiah Conifaleffa cost the Yankees three games. He cost the Yankees the final game because he took the wrong path to second base on an easy double play grounder. Okay? That's after they won. But the fact of the matter is, is Isaiah Conifaleffa cost the Yankees the playoffs. Period. End of story. He cost the Yankees games. Okay, you could see it in the pictures every time he made an error, invariably they gave up runs because they were like, why is this dude out here? Why is he out here? But this is what Hal Steinbrenner wants, man. This is what he wants. He's already said he's bringing back Boone, which means he's bringing back Cashman. Nothing's going to change. They're going to win 90-plus games. They'll probably beat some second division team, and I'll call it like the Twins or somebody in the, in the division series, and then they're going to lose the LCS if they get there. If they get there. This is what it is with the Yankees. This is what it is. Okay? Isaiah Conifleva ain't going nowhere. Aaron Hicks ain't going nowhere. Aaron Hicks spent all season loafing in the field. Where was the accountability? There wasn't any. <laughs> There's no accountability. There, there's no consequences for not running hard. There's no consequences just for just saying, oh, I don't care what happens. You had basically three guys on this team who gave you everything they had. That was Stanton, that was Judge, and that was Rizzo. And then when Cabrera came up, I'll throw him in there. Mm. That's it. So what did you expect to happen in the playoffs when it went up against the team that had a picture who would have come to the Yankees, but they didn't want to give him a second year. So I keep hearing how great Cashman is. Oh, he's good, so good. Cashman is great at taking a below-average pitcher and making him above average. Clay Holmes, guys like that. Tell me yeah. the last top-flight player that has come to the Yankee organization and played at that level. 
There isn't one. CC got worse when he got here. Cole has gotten worse since he's been here. The reason Shohei Otani, who does not want to be in Los Angeles, by the way, has the Yankees on his no-trade list is because he knows that they're going to screw him up. So why would you come here? Nobody's noticed the fact that players don't want to come to the Yankees anymore. This used to Wait, be the Joe destination. Wait, Joe, Joe ain't said he didn't want to come to the Yankees? Yeah. He I think he put him on the no-trade clause. Yeah, oh, and on his notes, and his team, his uh, teams that he was not want, willing to go to when he first came over. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. He didn't want to meet. He didn't. He didn't want to meet with them when he first came over. Chandler's right. Yeah, exactly. Mike's right. Oh, my. Yeah, because any any player worth his salt knows that if you go to play for the Yankees, you are going to become less than what you were, and then you got to deal yep. with the fans who don't want to blame the ownership or the general manager but they just want to keep blaming the players and the manager. Why would you put, why would you put yourself through that? Why would you put up with that? But this is what it is with the Yankees. Now y'all need to just go ahead and embrace the fact that it's about how Steinbrenner, the accountant, not Hank Steinbrenner who passed because remember Hank was supposed to take over the team. Hank would not have stood for this. Hank would not have stood for this. But Hank was out the of family said no. Right. The family said no. We want Hal to do it because Hal is going to make us money. The Yankees are, outside of the Dallas Cowboys, the most valuable franchise in sports. And that includes uh, places like Real Madrid, Barcelona, okay, Manchester United. They're one of the most expensive teams in the world. And they don't care if they win another World Series as long as them checks keep clearing. Yeah, I mean, like, how can you how can you talk after last year that this was unacceptable, that this, this, things had to change, and then you 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 forced Cashman to under $188 million uh, uh, self-imposed cap? Are you, what are we talking about here? Taylor's 100% right. Listen, I'm – Everybody's piling on Donaldson because he stinks, and he's a good defender. He's a plus defender, but I could do better with him with DJ LeMayhew over Donaldson any day. But that's not the point. The point is IKF made those errors and cost them games. Who put him in that position after you benched him for Cabrera? You already benched him, and then you go back to him? Wait, what, why is he in the game? Analytics. Analytics is king. Michael, please tie oh, this up so we can talk about the football. Do you know do you know where the Yankees got um Isaiah from? Huh? Do you know he, where they he, got he him? He was from? on the he was on he was on your scrubby team. Uh huh. And you said you said that was the only thing we beat you in. You he was included in that too. So um there's another yeah, one. Yeah, they, <laughs> they 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 <laughs> They wanted IKF because they refused to go after any top flight shortstop. They had a pick of the litter. Cabrera would have came here if they would have offered them contract. They didn't want to. They didn't want to. They didn't want to pay because they were saving money to pay Aaron Judge next year. That's why they didn't go after a shortstop. They went cheap for IKF and it blew up in their face. Cashman, another crappy move. Michael, the floor is yours. All right. So, 
they are not going to fire Aaron Boone unless they get rid of Cashman. Because, to Taylor's point, he does what they tell him to do. So, I mean, he may have some rapport with these players and whatever else, but this team has gone above and beyond to tell us all about their belief and analytics and all this kind of thing. So, uh, he follows directives from upstairs. And so, uh, there's that accountability, if you're going to let him go, has to go all the way up. It can't just stop with Aaron Boone. Otherwise, uh, you just have a different figurehead, but you're getting the same results. Uh, Chris Rock once said in a stand-up routine, that people are always wanting credit for stuff that they are supposed to do. And he gave examples. He said, somebody... Like, you're supposed to take care of your kids. You low expectation having, you know what I mean? So people shouldn't get credit for doing what they're supposed to do. But when they don't do what they're supposed to do, then, A, you definitely need to call them out. And in this case, it's management. and It starts at the top because it starts with not putting together the type of roster that you need to really have a chance to compete with the Houston Astros. And to be quite honest nope. with you, the only team that if Seattle were to get Shohei, for example, after next year, with all the other pieces they have in place, they may have a shot at them. Uh, but there's not a lot of teams right now as constructed uh, in the American League that are going to beat Houston in a long series. Houston's got too much pitching depth. No. They've got a well-rounded lineup. They replaced Correa with a rookie who has not flinched in big moments. Uh, listen, give Jeremy Payne yeah. some props. Uh, this Yankees team was not going to win this series, but what kept them from winning some games are some poor decisions, like you mentioned. And also, we don't have a balanced lineup anymore. All right, there's not a balanced lineup in New York. Think of, like, nope. the late 90s teams. They even had guys towards the bottom of the order. They got it done. Uh, David Justice was around there for a little while. He was late in his career. Mm-hmm. Scott Brocious was a scrappy guy at the bottom of that order on some of those teams. Aaron Boone was a scrappy guy uh, low down, lay, like towards the bottom of the order uh, for this team as well. Hit a big home run for this team. They used to have guys, I mean, you can go back, all kinds of guys, Shane Spencer, Ricky Day, Daryl Strawberry. Uh, you know, those outfielders, uh, you mentioned Bernie Williams earlier, but there, there have been guys – that fit contact hitters. They keep the line moving. When you have guys and you're living and dying by the home run, and then you have guys that underperformed or aren't on the field. Aaron Hicks was supposed to be a gold glove caliber center fielder. Yeah, he he might win a gold glove. He's that good defensively. He really brings an anchor to this to, to this outfield uh, defensively and is going to make it to where, you know, even if we have to have Stanton on one side of him, it's okay because he can cover this kind of ground. He hasn't, he didn't do what he was supposed to do defensively. And he has not been what he's supposed to do offensively. People saw the upside of him. Aaron Hicks spent a good bit of time over the last few years sitting in the number three spot for this lineup. Let's be honest. Uh, DJ LeMayhew is a contact hitter, a high average hitter. Uh, he was not on this roster, and I don't know if it was health-related too or just a decision. Glaber Torres didn't work. Yeah, Glaber Torres didn't work out at shortstop, so you had to move him back to second base. Um, th- this team has just not 
had a well-constructed lineup. They can keep the line moving. And I understand a lot of people are hitting home runs. But if you live by the home run, you die by it as well. And you cannot it's, – it's harder to win the postseason if all you're do, trying to do, rely on is hitting the ball out of the ball, ballpark. Listen, they were fortunate to get out of that Cleveland series. And they did. They had to win two back-to-back games to do it. But they were fortunate to get to the LCS. And this whole idea – and it may be good enough in a lot of other cities. But heavy is the head that wears the crown. This is the most decorated franchise in – you can make the case in all the sports, but definitely in Major League Baseball. Look at how many titles. Look at the reputation that this Yankees organization has. Now, they're never going to return to a point where they're going to win way more years than they lose and all this ridiculousness that happened over time. That four out of five, I don't think you're going to see anybody do that, period, um, again, for a good while. But they expect to be in title contention and win a, win a World Series more often than 13 years. And this team only has one in the last 22 seasons now by the end of this year. Now, they had four out of five right before that. But one in 22 years for the New York Yankees, that's not good enough. That's not good enough for this franchise. Uh, that's not good enough for this team. And it's so what if you're the second uh, team standing in the American League and there's only one other team that finishes ahead of you and goes to the World Series. Um, this Yankees franchise is not a bridesmaid franchise or not a groomsman franchise. They're they're the bride. They're supposed to take center stage. Uh, No lights are brighter, right, than the lights in the Bronx, uh, than New York City. And so uh, this is a a failed season uh, for this team. And to flip it to the other side, the other team that lost in the National League Championship Series goes a completely different direction. They're optimistic, man. They finally slayed the beast of the West. They finally got rid of the big brother in a series. They're going to get their young gun back next year to go with this team that they constructed with Juan Soto and this kind of thing. They got some things to address in the offseason. They got to address their starting pitching. They got to figure out where Tatis is going to play and make a few moves on that roster. But the, it, it's compl- really interesting to me how the trajectory or – the overall vibe of the fan base is completely 180 degrees from these two teams that lost the LCSs. And uh, I'll sum it up by saying when it comes to the World Series, we're going to find out. Sometimes the best team wins out at the end of the year. A lot of times it's the hottest team in October, which seems the hottest. Astros on paper, deeper pitching staff, more well-rounded roster and whatever else. But nobody can argue with how hot the Phillies are. They beat two one hundred. Uh, they beat a hundred plus uh, team in the league division series in the Braves and and dispatched them convincingly. Did the same with the Padres. Um, they listen. They rudely dismissed the Cardinals as well in their home stadium. Uh, uh, we don't care. You're gonna give us home field. That's fine. Uh, they've been the visiting team in every series and have rudely dispatched them. Um, you know, they've been able to take care of business on the road and come home and, and dismiss them and send them home packing and say, we're going to stay here, we're good. And so can they do it again? I don't know. But that's the question for this World Series. Is it the hottest team that wins or the best team that wins? Because overall, next to uh, the Dodgers, Houston's arguably been the best team in baseball this year. Yankees started hotter, but Houston, you know, uh, kept a pace and won the race in the American League, right? So, 
you know, is it the best team or the hottest team that wins? And we'll find out in about a week and a half. Yeah, we'll find out. I don't care. I'm, I, I'm only I'm only disgusted about the Yankees. I could care less about the World Series right now. I hope Dusty Baker gets a chip because I like Dusty Baker to TP's point earlier for him, but not for his team. Um, I don't care. I, I mean, I, all I'm looking at is the Yankees that refused to address the shortstop position. You tried to move Glaber Torres there. It didn't work. He got IKF. didn't work. He's still not going to get a shortstop careers out there. So, you know, miss me with this. It's, it's disgusting. Call number 929-477-2759. I'm done talking about the Yankees. It pissed me off the whole even. My wife said I have to calm down. I have to take my happy pills. So, TP, I mean, I know. Let's talk some basketball. What do you got for me, brother? Wait, wait, hold on. Before we go basketball, I got a topic that I must address right now. Is Siri okay, here? Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Is Siri still here? Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What is Sirius's first name? Aaron. That guy, Aaron. That guy, Aaron. And y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm not even going to say his last name. I Okay. Karma, please leave me alone before I say this, right? And Lord, forgive me for I know not what I do. But I think this guy has probably pulled the last straw out of probably the state of Wisconsin on the previous comments that this guy has made. He is throwing people under the bus while this team gave him $200 million, and they really can't force money everywhere else. Mind you, this team is basically owned by the community. So they have to get what they can get. And he knows what he has in front of him. This is the guy that made a big stink a year ago, year and a half, let's say that. Give me what I want. I want Randall Cobb. Randall Randall Cobb, do you know do you know how long he's been in the league? Like that's all you want? Okay, we get him for you. We get him. And he's injured now. He's damn good. So now you're you're talking junk about the rest of the team and saying these guys can't catch, they can't do this out of third. All you wanted was Randall Cobb. You said that you can make this happen. So now your running game is looking better than you at passing the ball. You're a back-to-back MVP, and you're on a three-game losing streak, looking like you're in the, looking down the barrel of the gun at a four-game losing streak. I'm not going to lie. Sports City, I think the Bills are going to blow the Packers out. I was warned in the social media club or the barbershop that the Packers have never won in Buffalo, New York, never, never in their career. Rodgers is going to have to pull up the unthinkable to make this happen right now with the pieces that he has. And don't get me wrong, this guy is dangerous when he's on. But right now, he is looking mediocre. I don't want to say bad because Rodgers still can make something happen, but that's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. Like, he can go off for, like, four touchdowns thrown, but still will give you, like, 275. I say this all the time with Barry and everybody here in Sports City. 275, 250 yards passing, and that's that. Your passing game has to be better than ever before, and you're going to be 39 in about five weeks. I don't think Aaron Rodgers gets another Super Bowl in his career. I think he's done with one, even though that's a major accomplishment for him to get there. But for all of these back-to-back MVPs, all the accolades, all this, he's a bad man, save the drama for your mama. And you're going to have to pull off the unthinkable up against the new you. The new you is Josh Allen. That's the pretty new uh, Lamborghini. You're the old Corvette that people <laughs> drove already. That, that Lambo's oh, outside. And, 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 and he got a whole bunch of people that that's ready to, like, put him on a spectacle. Wow. You see, 
He can run better than that Corvette. He can throw, and he got he got wheels outside too. Like like everything's happening for him. Everything fell into place patiently for the Bills. I don't know if the Bills are ready to get a two vote this year. They are one of the favorites, but right now Green Bay is middle of the pack or worse, and it don't feel like it's getting better. I will spark the grill there. Listen, we said it last night, uh, TT, on uh, NFL Free For All, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Sports City Chef Network. Um, I said he's selfish, and he proves me right every day. The comments he made, quote, <clears throat> that TP's alluding to, who he's talking about other player, players who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. Got to start cutting some reps, and maybe guys who aren't playing give them a chance. And, he's, and it's what said even today, nobody addressed those comments to him, not a teammate, not the coach, nobody. Who the hell are you? Cut yourself. Cut your reps. Who's the one throwing the ball on the ground? Who's the one overthrowing people in London, overthrowing people in, in Green Bay? It ain't, that ain't Lazard. That ain't Randall Cobb. That ain't anybody but you. Let's go around the, let's go around the horn up. Uh, Chandler, what do you got on Aaron Rodgers and his selfish $50 million a year contract? Listen, he's a clown, man. Uh, bottom line, he's a clown and has been for a while. Um, and it's crazy because he didn't used to be an idiot. Well, you know what? You know what? Hopefully, he probably always was. But you know what they told my money changed people? Money don't change people. It just shows who you really are. Okay, once Fact. he started getting that money, everybody started seeing who he was. Now, and this is why, I, you know, and, and I was thinking about this about something else, and I was going to say this on a different topic, but I'm saying now, football players are cowards. They're cowards. They never stand up for anything that actually matters. Now, this man just basically threw everybody on that team under the bus. Everybody. Everybody. He stood up there on his buddy's podcast and said, Listen, man, the team sucks, but I'm great. It's the coach's fault. It's the athletic trainer's fault. It's the, the, the beer guy's fault. It's my teammate's fault. It was that woman who drove past the stadium and, 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 and drove through the stop sign. It's her fault. It's everybody's fault but mine. And you're going to tell me not one of them is willing to say, I'm sorry, uh, maybe you played a part in this. Maybe if you hadn't been out in the woods dropping acid, Maybe you could have spent some time working with these young receivers so y'all would have some sort of connection. Maybe you would have known that Romeo Dobbs, you know, his hands ain't the best, okay? And see what a great quarterback does, if I know you, your hands ain't the best, I'm going to put the ball into your body so you can body catch it. Because some receivers have to body catch, some can hand catch, some can do both. But you only find that out if you spend time with them. But, no, he was too busy dropping acid and, you know, rediscovering himself and changing his hairdo, okay, off in the woods of wherever the hell he was and, and seeing shamans and looking for his third eye with Dr. Strange, okay? I can't wait to tell it. Man, we talked about it last night, but I love to double down on the selfish one, Aaron Rodgers. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm not surprised it's happening at one time, but you know, there's more than more number twelve uh, really struggling right now. And you're right. I mean, you, listen, you you threaten to hold out, you threaten all this kind of stuff. You basically throw a fit and act like a big baby. <laughs> you act like a guy <laughs> who is still trying to get his first contract when they drafted Jordan Love. Okay, you are a guy that has been proven that has a Super Bowl ring, was an entrenched starter on your team. So what? If they are ready at some point to go to a younger guy, it ain't like you couldn't get your money. Do you think San Francisco wouldn't have lined up and paid him a significant amount of money if he had wanted to uh, go back to the Bay, if Green Bay did want to move on? But Mm -hmm. you continue to perform at a high level, and they didn't. They still gave you the money you wanted with the guy on the roster. So all this, like, fit that you throw. I understand why you got upset because you didn't understand why they didn't draft you another position player or a, a piece to help you instead of getting that backup quarterback. But at the same time, you know, go to work, bro. Like, listen, and, and to TP's point, you, you threw the fit for Randall Cobb. Like, <laughs> if you're going to throw that kind of a fit, like, and whether you you might say you didn't know about it or whatever, you knew when that story was going to leak around draft time and all that stuff that went on. You knew what was going on. Don't give me that. You, you're you a Jeopardy host, dog. Like, you got, <laughs> you know something. Uh, so, so don't give me that. It, you didn't know when it was going to happen. It was all planned, but it's like, okay, if you're going to throw a fit like that, then get a guy that's actually going to – have an impact on your franchise and on what you're trying to do. Because other, otherwise, you, you, you just fought over nothing. You just uh, you just yelled at your husband for two hours because he left a pair of underwear on the floor. You see what I'm saying? Like, you threw a big fit over nothing. You didn't get anything out of it. Nothing. And now you want this big contract. You got it. Once again, you're smart. You understand how rosters work. You got your your number one franchise receiver that said, I would rather go to Vegas and play with Derek Carr than stay here and play with this man. <laughs> they didn't do anything else in the like to surround him, but once again, a lot of that's on him. And listen, the way this team is going to win, Aaron Rodgers, no matter how much money you're making, the way this team is going to win is by relying on the running game. And hopefully the running game will open up enough holes and do enough to make them cheat up so these rookie wide receivers who can't get separation can maybe get open somewhere for you to deliver the ball. We know you can throw it. But as a quarterback and as a franchise guy, you're also supposed to be a team leader. And you want to call these guys out publicly and say people shouldn't be playing that are messing up? Well, then sit down, dog. Go sit down. Because – as a team leader, where were you in the preseason? Where were you when games were going on, when you knew you needed to try to develop some timing with these guys going into the season? Are you spending extra time trying to throw these guys and trying to get on the same page so y'all can get to know each other and build that chemistry? Are you doing that outside of practice? Did you organize any workouts with these guys? Uh, I don't Hell know no. the answer to that. But I, I, I feel no. like I feel pretty confident 
that what you just said right there is that answer. And if that's the case, bro, like shame on you because you're complaining and whatever else. And listen, and all the, all this happening is that spilled milk is spreading all over the floor, and you're crying over it. Get a towel. I mean, get out on your hands and I knees. Mean, get out on your hands and knees and clean that shit up and do your part and accept responsibility. I mean, the, the only way they were gonna have an off-season workout is if they came to the Sony Pictures Studio stage ten. And, and, and said, hey, wait until the commercial break. I'll throw you a couple passes. That's the only way they were going to get any kind of work in because he's too busy filming Jeopardy. I mean, what are we talking the, about here? Run, run to the Trebek statue and put your hands up. Exactly. And, and turn left. Like, dude, I mean, I'm, but the irony is they're paying him $50 million a year to lean on the running game. $50 million to lean on the running game. Yeah, this is your franchise quarterback. This is a guy. Yeah, this is the guy that's going to elevate the guys around you. This is the guy that's going to elevate the people around him. This is the guy that's going to pull everybody up and make everybody else better and show us how much, uh, how happy we are about this investment in a guy that appears to be uh, not only on the backside of his career, but he's uh, like he's rolling down that hill and his brakes are out. Yeah, it's it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Serious, clean it up. You know, gentlemen, we, we hit on this last night, and I thought about something after mm-hmm. we got off air. There's, mm. there's a proverb that says, those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. So when you're finished sweeping up your own shattered glass, you can come polish my windows. And that, <laughs> if that doesn't essentially epitomize what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. I don't know what else does. He said that those who don't play well should sit down, and I asked this question yesterday to the gentleman in the building. Then why is he sitting his ass down? You know what I mean? Like, those of, those of you guys that, that, that follow me on social media know that I was actually on the field at the game on Sunday up here in D.C. I sat there and watched this dude, you know, bowl footballs to some receivers and throw balls behind guys, and, and he, he made a couple of nice throws. But essentially, he wasn't a, a tremendous contributor to their efforts to secure victory in that stadium. He was actually <coughs> essentially a hindrance. He kept throwing check down and check down and check down and check down and check down. Why? <laughs> the situation is what it was. It wasn't like it wasn't like Devontae Adams just left Green Bay like a week ago. You know, this this, this was a hot button, a hot topic all off season once he left. So, like you alluded to, why were you not getting with your with your rookie wide receivers or young wide receivers? and laughing them and trying to get with them and get on the same page with them. For, for for all we have done on this show to drag Russell Wilson for his yeah. play or lack thereof, the one thing that this man did when he got to Denver was to get around his new teammates and start throwing them the football. We see, when we see the videos, he got the pictures to prove it. Yeah. So yeah. when you're trying to when, when when the rookie got drafted, did you pick up the phone and call him? Did you bring him over to to, to throw the ball with him? Did, you know what I'm saying? You you, you lose Devontae Adams, you lose Ivada Scantling. I don't know why in the world you're so in love with 
with Cobb, but whatever the case may be, like, did, did you do what you needed to do to prepare yourself for the daunting task of trying to win football games with baby or puppy receivers? The answer to that question is unequivocally no. So for you to go on your Pat McAfee show and throw your teammates under the bus and then double down on said words, again, I, I don't want to use foul language on this network because, again, we're a sponsor. Shout out to PHI Apparel. We are listening to, you know, about females and women and children and casters. My, my castle listens to this show. So I'm not going to use bad words on, on this network. But you understand the, the, the fury that I have in me for somebody not taking responsibility for his role in the situation. There's only so much longer that you're going to be able to live off of what you used to be. It's only going to be so much longer that you're going to be able to sit there and pop off at the mouth and live on the spoils of what you used to have. We sit here and we crucify Dallas Cowboy fans for talking about Super Bowls. They ain't won a damn Super Bowl since 1996. We sit, people sit there and drag Pittsburgh Steelers fans for talking about we got six. We ain't been in a Super Bowl since we played the Green Bay Packers a couple of years. I think it was 2012 we played these guys. We're sitting here in 2022. Yeah. You haven't done a damn thing. Like, again, you won the MVP a couple of years ago. You had Devontae Adams. You're not there anymore. I talk to a Packer fan, and again, I'll stop at this. I talk to a Packer fan on a regular basis. I have, I have a Madden chat uh, with, you know, with a bunch of people I play Madden with, and, you know, my guy's a Packer fan, and he hit me with the classic Aaron Rodgers, relax. We're week seven. Um, <laughs> bro, are, are you kidding me right now? He is my, – my, my Pakistan, shout out to my man Ted. Love you, my guy. I know you're listening to the show later. My man Ted said this. It's everybody's fault. He's putting the blame on everybody else. Putting the blame on everybody else. Putting the blame on everybody else. Well, if the guy didn't muscle punt, if we were in position on defense, what in the world? Like, I, I, it baffles my mind. The fact that we live in a day and age where members of, of teams can go to podiums and go into podcasts and, and, and drag, drag teammates and then show back up as if everything is all good. We all play sports here, okay? If, if, if I said some stuff to a reporter, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, i got a fight on my hands and I get back in the locker room. Point blank in the discussion. You know what I'm saying? You can't drag me one minute and then expect me to come out there and play well and help you the very next. Tighten up, Aaron Rodgers. You are, listen, you, I don't want to say you're a disgrace, but what you're doing right now is not conducive to helping your team dig out of the hole that you will never refine yourself in. If you, want to, if you want to dig yourself out of this hole, you, have, you, you yourself have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I do better? First of all, you got both ways by the Minnesota Vikings, so you're already behind in that division. You're not going to be the Minnesota Vikings playing this way. You know what I'm saying? You know, you play, you play the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. CP and Ruta Tua, when he threw this on the grill, they're going to get beat by 40. There's no way in the world they're going to be hanging with the Minnesota Hey, hey, Damn, hanging with the Buffalo 40? Bills. Yeah. Like, this is going to be over by half. Tighten <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, <laughs> I was, I would, this is a great segue because I was going to bring it to TP and then bring it around to you fellas because, yeah, listen, the Packers are in trouble, but all, the other Bay team 
they look a hot mess too. Um, they they all need to call Tyrone. They're not TP timeless, but they need to call somebody and get you know like Buster. What's that song? TP, call the ambulance. Come pick up your people because they you know put them on the stretcher. Can they get it all out? Because they the Tampa Bay and Green Bay are both in a world of trouble. TP, which team is in more trouble? Tampa Bay going tomorrow night against the Ravens, or is it the Packers? waiting for the Bills to just lay it on them. Green Bay, by far, Green Bay. I I still think Tampa Bay situation is bad. It's bad in Tampa Bay. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but they still are atop the NFC South, still. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, the crazy part about it is once they start clicking, then it's like, okay, well, we've been waiting to see this, but we are still waiting to see it. The Packers are in second place in the NFC North. Um, I think if they keep letting this happen, they are going to have to find a way in by wild card. And the NFC is very competitive. So I'm not sure if this is more or less put the light on Brady. And plus, I I mean, I'm being partial, but I got to be real. Like, we had to expect Brady to fall off sometime. Like, he couldn't just be the golden boy forever. Like, it's going to happen. And plus, people have been in out of that lineup. Like, Evan with the fight with Lattimore and – Godwin returning from the injury and Cole Beasley coming in for four plays and then retired. Like a lot of things have happened in Tampa Bay. So it's understandable how he's having to make this, you know, happen on the fly compared to what Aaron Rodgers requested. This is what he wanted, let alone soaking up so much money too. So I get it. It is interesting that Brady has so much going on with the roster, let alone at home and it's, and it's getting worse, but, I still feel like they can win it, even though they did have a very bad loss up against the Panthers. He cannot escape that at all. He can't. But um, if Rodgers loses his fourth game in a row, I forget when they said it was the last time the Packers had a four-game losing streak, but I think this is before him. I don't think Rodgers has ever had a four-game losing streak. So this is this – is a, a, we're on the brink of history for the Packers if, if Buffalo take care of business, which I think they will. Um, if, and, if, and then what's the response after that game? Is it more – I just want to see how that game unfolds, if these guys are dropping passes or if they're in the game. And plus, Alan Lazard, his key receiver, is in a sling right now. So your big horse on the outside is hurt too. So a lot has to happen with Rodgers right now. Rodgers can dodge his bullet. He is not Neil. He is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, listen, it don't get easier for the Packers. They've, they've picked the, the wrong time to lose some, some games that they should have won because they got the Bills. Then they got the Lions, who aren't playing great football, but it's at um, it's at Detroit. Um, then they got the Cowboys, they got the Titans, they got the Eagles. Hmm. <laughs> it could get ugly out there in Green Bay real fast. Chandler, who's in worse trouble, the, the Buccaneers or is it the Packers right now? Hmm. Well, it, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say Tampa because – they actually had Super Bowl aspirations. Nobody thought the Packers were going to win the Super Bowl because we know when they get to the playoffs, they're going to choke. So <laughs> I'll say Tampa simply because they did have legitimate Super Bowl aspirations versus Green Bay. Um, and the fact that, you know, uh, we all watching Tom Brady find out what it's like to, 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 to actually have life um, tap you on the shoulder and say, you know what? <laughs> You won't keep being selfish. Yeah, <laughs> These are the consequences. Uh, you won't keep ignoring your kids and your wife. 
I'm going to take your kids <laughs> and your wife. How's that feel? Mm. Okay. I got to mm. focus on football. Focus on football, bro. Now you go home alone every night. How's that feel? But in terms of who's going to have, like, uh, like I mean, who's going to be, like, dump truck the rest of the season, it's going to be Green Bay. Because there's going to come one of these games where uh, they're going to wind up putting Jordan Love in there. That's how bad it's going to get for Green Bay. Jordan Love is going to get in the game. It's like I told you, Kenny Pickett was going to want to get in the game. I'm telling you now, over the next three games, Jordan Love will play because of how badly the team is going to be getting beaten. Watch and see. Ouch. Ouch. Jordan Love siding? Another guy selfishly that Aaron Judge ruined his career? Unbelievable. Um, Serious. I mean, who's in more trouble, Tampa Bay or, or Green Bay? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's Green Bay, and here's why. I think Tampa Bay has enough time to get themselves back right. Like, their division is not very, very difficult to navigate. And so once they figure out this little pickup and the giddy-up, they can get themselves, you know, a division crown and secure themselves uh, a home playoff game or whatever happens in the playoffs, happens in the playoffs. This has a this has the ability to be wrapped up for Green Bay relatively quickly because again, for all intents and purposes, we don't see them beating Buffalo. Um, they still got the Philadelphia Eagles on on their roster, on on their ledger to play against, you know, and whatever else else. And the thing is, unless they do something by next Tuesday's trade deadline, which we still have yet to discuss. Um, I don't foresee the receiver gaining any type of speed or any type of separation ability. So, therefore, they're going to go to battle with this with, with this group of people. Um, and we've seen, you know, check down and check down and check down and an inability to separate. And, you know, their best receiver right now is, is their running back in Aaron, Aaron Jones, you know what I'm saying? So, right, I think at the end of the day, the Green Bay Packers are in more trouble um, just because of the division that they're playing and the fact that I don't, you know, I, I don't see Tampa Bay losing that division. Yeah. Um, just Mike, for what the do record, you think? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait before, you go, before you go, I just, I just looked at this right now because it came to me as a notification. This is, this is, this is like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The Packers are underdogs by 11 and a half. Okay, Mike, you can no. No. 11 and a half in Vegas. In Vegas, 11 and a half spread. Mike, you can go. Wow. I'm taking the over. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. The over, under? What? This is scary. This is what Vegas, Vegas The over, is under is, is 47, 47 and a half. That's scary. Yeah. I'm, they are up to something. Oh so that's God. letting me know that either the Bills are going to flop or they're going to blow the Packers out and the Packers ain't going to score. Something crazy going to happen. Something crazy. It's the games, it's like the games in Buffalo, right? Yes, sir. The Bob. games in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. And they I'll, I mean, I'll take the under. I'll take the under. But I, I honestly think, like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's a little high for me. Watch. I think, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. But, young Mike, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so, I think the answer is Green Bay uh, because mm-hmm. – 
I just don't see I don't see any of their receivers getting separation. I don't see any chemistry. I don't see the quarterback pushing that team forward right now, as we talked about. And I don't see them being willing to uh, rely on that running game <laughs> to win uh, with a $50 million quarterback. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But then to the other point, too, I mean, the Vikings are 5-1, and one, right? So even though I think at the end of the day uh, Kirk Cousins is not that guy and so he'll find a way to lose a game in the playoffs, I, I think you're – going to mess around and let this team run away and hide. And with the way that three teams from the NFC are looking, from the NFC East are looking, um, it may not be as easy as you think, especially with a team like uh, Seattle, who's in first place in the West at four and three. It may not be as easy as you think to get one of those three, four, yeah, no, three wild card bursts. So um, it's got to be them in that, but don't get me wrong, I think you look at Tampa, I, I don't think this is the exact number, but, you know, Tom Brady's total yardage right now is, what, 600-something total passing yards or something uh, dumb. i got to look at the exact number. But it's well below uh, what we would expect from him. Um, there have been times where he's definitely been able to get more done with less, even though they've had some injuries and other things going on. This is uh, a team that, they just, they just look out of sorts. But Tampa's only, you know, you talked about it, they're only a game back in this division. And crazily enough, anybody can still win it. But this may be the year that the South looks like the East has in previous years. And, you know, having a team barely right at 500 <laughs> that wins a uh, division and gets a home playoff game in the first round. So we'll see. But, you know, it it's still anybody's division over there. And so it's it, – they're in a much more enviable position when it comes enviable position when it comes to uh, getting a seat at the table when it comes January. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything from either one of these teams yet to show me that I think it's even going to matter. You know, once they get there, uh, you know this this Tampa team is a far cry from the team that beat Dallas in Week One and knocked Prescott out. Dallas has figured out a little bit more of their identity. Anything can happen in the pros. It's kind of a thin line. Um, neither one of them are looking good, but Green Bay's in more trouble. It's funny because it's like everybody's talking about Tampa and how Tom Brady doesn't like pressure up the middle. What quarterback likes pressure? Like, no quarterback wants to sit in the pocket and have all these 300-pound guys breathing all over him. Tom Brady's the only one in the world that don't like pressure up the middle. Like, who can, who can, give me a break, dude. Like, listen, this Tampa team is old. They old. They got all these broken-down pieces that were good two, three years ago. It ain't working now, baby. Like, Leonard Fournette was who he was. He was a cast-off before he got to Tampa Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they – the linemen is old. They, they, they talk about JPP and, and Dominic and Sue. These guys are at the end of their career. Like, this team is just not the same. It's just it's not hitting. Tom, should've, you should have you never came back. So I'm going to hit him with Clava Lane. Should have never came back. But you know what? That's that's what you wanted. That's you, This is what you're going to get. You're going to have – this should be your last season, and it's going to be a miserable end to your career. I mean, you shouldn't have. TP, I want to ask you real quick. In the NFL, quarterback-wise, who's been who's what quarterback has to you been more disappointing? Is it Russ? Russ not cooking? Is it is it Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, or is it Derek Carr? 
I got to throw that name in there, too. Or if there's another quarterback you want to throw in there that's been disappointed, you just stick with your stuff, don't you worry. You just stick with your three. D, none of the above. Are you ready okay. for the next? Are you ready for the next comedian? Damn, is he Calum funny? Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. All oh, of this really? All of this praise. And these people are punching this boy in his face. You, you seen him put up some electric numbers last year. They let Jacksonville come up there and put up 40. He only put up 10 in that game. People are literally threatening them, and he has weapons. He has weapons. The Chargers shouldn't be fighting for their lives if he has these type of guns, this type of accolades. Everybody expecting this big season out of him. He's fighting for his life out west. Um I know that if the Chiefs slow down, they could probably get back into this, but they're going to be fighting for a wild card position to at least try to get into the playoffs. If not, if he continues to look shaky at home, forget on the road where he's actually been playing better. When they're at home, he looks suspect. So um, Herbert is the one that's impressing me. Like, of course, it's an easy narrative because everybody kind of picked apart a lot of all of the Russ talk and, the Derek Carr and of course Matt Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan I just read something before we got in here he said he was shocked that he was benched so it's like you know yeah. that you weren't playing up to par there's no way that you're shocked if you're not really getting the job done especially you guys tied the Texans and the Texans aren't having a great season this year you're supposed to be better than them and they're a division rival um, and it's starting Sam Ellinger in front of you and there's no way I'm thinking Sam Ellinger is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan so you you weren't shocked. It's just your time is here. Like, like you better hope the Colts, you know, see God or, uh, like, they come out with some, like, holy water or you, you get the the touch of something, touch of faith for y'all to make a run to the Super Bowl because I don't think it's happening for you, and I think this is the end of Matty Ice's career. So, right now, I'm going with Herbert right now because I think the Chargers should be doing better than what they are, even though they are still in the hunt. They are not out of it. I still feel that there's games that they, they left on the table that other teams took from them. And um, they're not they're not impressive to me. I, I think Williams, of course, Eckler's a monster. I think I expect more from Herbert from what everybody was praising him about. I mean, you know, it's tough when your number one receiver is hurt, but, I mean, excuses are for, you know, for the birds at this point. Everybody has injuries, right? Um, Mike, who, who, what quarterback? I mean, I had my pick. Uh, of the litter, but I mean, maybe there's one that I, you didn't decide about. Who's disappointed you the most at the quarterback position? No, nah, from the three that that you definitely mentioned, I've got to go with Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, I said this last night. He's got more interceptions in seven games than Carson Wentz had all last year. Now he's also fumbled the ball, and it, it's real. Like I said, it's real interesting because he brought him back one week ago, and you know, this week he he just gave the ball away. Listen, you're getting benched for Sam Ellinger, who was a decent quarterback at Texas but never could lead them beyond the mountaintop. The the best game he ever had was when he almost matched score for score with Joe Burrow. But mm. he was playing from two down and catching up to one most of the game and at one point tied it and then LSU came right back and took the lead. But he had one game on a Saturday night early in the season, like week two, week three of the regular season, where – he played impressively and looked like that he was a guy that could be, you know, uh, first-round draft material, whatever, and then he struggled the rest of the year. So, like, he he 
blew his wad, right? Like that early in the season. That was his best yeah. performance. Uh, so so now, uh, but he can move a little bit. He's a little bit mobile, so maybe that helps him a little bit. But Matt Ryan is a guy that, I mean, I don't know what the Colts were expecting. Some people thought he could still win, and I, I thought he could. I, I'll be honest with you. And I think that's that's why I would say uh, even most disappointing. I think Russ still has time to turn it around and in a lot of ways is a victim of uh, – uh, poor coaching in some ways, and once again, a, a system not maximizing uh, like his strengths. But I, you knew what you were getting in Matt Ryan. He's a statue, and you, that line was supposed to be one of your strengths, and it hasn't been, but Matt Ryan has very much uh, underachieved and disappointed. And listen, I, you probably won't find very many good things said about him Um in the in, in Indianapolis or that or, or that whole Hoosier state right now. I mean, Russ has time. I mean, but you know, you're paying this guy a lot of money, and you ain't getting no return on investment. But yeah, he doesn't fit this offense. It it doesn't fit him, and they, they didn't bring Hackett in to have Russ. They brought Hackett to try to get um, Aaron Rodgers, and now you got a, or offense that doesn't fit. You know. Uh, Russell Wilson, and they haven't figured out a way to make it, you know, make the strength, his weakness is strength. So it's like they're not doing anything in, in, in Denver. Serious. I mean, who do you got? Who's disappointing you so far? You know, man, it's funny because I was thinking Justin Herbert, but CP took that, and I, mean, I was thinking that was a great pull from hell. Uh, we talked about Matt Ryan yesterday. Um, I think I think it was Mr. Harvey who said they need to start trying to recycle old parts um, hmm. because this 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 is this is not the first time they went to the well uh, with a, with a quarterback who is either washed up and or um, beyond his time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray, and hmm. I'm gonna catch a lot of, of heat for this because he just now is getting back you know, his weapon and DeAndre Hopkins. But for through the first few games of this year, um, he hasn't looked well at all. Um, and I think essentially, you know, that, that that's a problem. This is another team that was picked to, to, to show well, excuse me, show well on potentially win a division, uh, compete for a potential Super Bowl, um, if you will, you know, I think, you know, Kingsbury was your coach to, on the hot seat, Barry, and I think this is a lot to do, this is a, a big reason why. You know, we talked about Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers um, and the offseason that he had. Um, you know, Kyle Murray's offseason, you know, was just as wild, scrubbing the social media, wanting a new deal, you know, pretty much <clears throat> being a malcontent that he got his deal, and now he's not performing. So Kyler Murray's a guy for me. Yeah, not performing to the level that you thought he would, right? Um, but I mean, the offense is—it's it, a hot mess. Like, it's really just give Kyler Murray the ball, let him run around, and try to figure something out. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to Kingsbury's offense. It's, it's a joke. Um, I, I don't know how—I don't know how, how they would how they would fix it. Chandler, what do you got? What do you think? Um, who's, who's disappointed you so far this season? You know, it's got to be Ryan and, and, and you know, Herbert and, and Russ and Kyler are disappointing, but 
you can make a really strong case that in all three of those cases, it's the coaching. It's the yeah. coaching. Um, we we know that Hackett shouldn't have this job. He's overmatched. Um, uh, Staley keeps trying to prove he's smarter than everybody in the world. I'm going to go for it. Fourth and twenty seven on my ten yard line. Yo, that is you know, you know, and Kyler, you know, it's Cliff Kingsbury who never should have got the job and then Kyler sit up there saying, Well, you know, if I play Call of Duty enough, I'll be able to empathically and telepathically know where my receiver's going. Uh <laughs> but it's Matt Ryan. <laughs> now, I can tell you I have never liked Matt Ryan, so full disclosure, I have never like Matt Ryan ever. I didn't like him in college. I didn't like him. In, I never thought he was a great quarterback. Uh, I thought he was overrated. But he's a statue. And then once again, coaching. Frank Reich is running an offense that's not for a statue. So number one, Matt Ryan. Why would you go there? Okay, knowing that this man is running an offense that you're not good at. You've been in the league long enough to be able to look at a team and say, that offense doesn't fit me. And you chose to go there because, remember, Matt Ryan went to the owner and saw all the blanks and listen, man, um, I'd really like to go. If you don't mind, I'd like to go to Indianapolis if you can make that happen. All the blanks said, no problem, buddy. Where you want to go? Oh, you want to go to Indianapolis? No problem. So it's Matt Ryan because, dude, how stupid are you? Seriously, how stupid are you? You know that you can't move. Your arm strength is gone. But let me go to an offense that's predicated on a mobile quarterback. Let me go to an offense that's predicated on a mobile quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks that Frank Reich has gotten since Andrew Luck left. Jacoby, mobile. Um, uh, Wentz, semi-mobile. Um, There's been a couple of others there who I can't know, I can't remember right now, but they were all mobile. Ryan is the first statue. How did you think this was going to end up? And the fact that Sam Ellinger, man, Sam Ellinger's trash. See, see, Michael's being nice. Sam Ellinger's trash. Okay? <laughs> okay, and you got benched for Matt Ellen, Mike, Matt, whatever the hell his name is, Ellinger. Sam, there you go, Sam. Sam, Dude, Sam, I am. You need to go ahead. You need to go ahead and retire. Right now. I don't want to hear about you being a backup. I don't want to hear about you talking, well, you know, I'll work somehow, go somewhere else next year. Go in there, give me a playbook, and go home. That's it. Yeah, I mean, he can't be a backup anywhere. He, I think it's, it's you know, it's it's a wrap. You got to let it go. Um, the offense has failed him. He should have had the best running game in the, in the league and a solid offensive line with Quentin Nelson, and it's not working. Um, you know, but honestly, to not only say that you know Ellinger's going to start, but for the rest of the season, like it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap, um, and it's a shame because you know Matty Ice is a good guy, but you know what are you going to do? It um, okay. It tells me. It tells me if you're willing to go with this guy for the rest of the season, you may not be expecting great results, and so you're hoping that maybe somehow with teams like the Jets and other guys improving that you didn't see happening, maybe you can fall down and become part of this Bryce Young sweepstakes. 
And if yeah, not Bryce I mean, Young, if, if if not Bryce Young, then maybe you take C.J. Stroud, and then you see the next Ohio State quarterback failure. I think T- Stroud is the number one quarterback in the draft. That's my opinion. We'll see. I mean, anybody. We'll see. Huh? I say we'll see. I, I mean, you're not the only one I, to think that. We'll see when it when it comes down. I mean, I don't know if anybody disagrees, but I mean, that's just that's my opinion. I think he's the best quarterback in college. I like Bryce Young. He doesn't have the weapons that he's had in the past that Alabama's had, but um, no, I, I think C.J. Stroud. He's got weapons all over the place. I just like I like I like his game. I like his game. I think he's going to translate well in the pros. Um, T.P. Did what, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we uh, close the kitchen up? Um, just just a note for people right now. Giannis is for real. He is back. Oh. He single-handedly beat Brooklyn by himself. If you look at that stat line, KD put up 33. Kyrie put up 27. Giannis put up 43 and 14. No Middleton. And I think the next high score scored like 14 points. He beat them by himself. And and Brooklyn was up by double digits at one point. Even though yep. Ben Simmons, and it got to be a Simmons. It got to be a Simmons. Even though Ben Simmons is not providing what he needs to, Brooklyn was up doing well, and then the Bucks just stormed back and said, you know, give me this microphone. I don't know what y'all doing. But Giannis is back, and he beat KD and them by himself. And the one thing that I see is they are no longer scared of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can score, but he's a bag of bones, and I know that's what Giannis is probably looking at. Let me attack him and bring the game to him. He outscored him. He out-rebounded him. Shot better from the field, everything. The only thing KD had on him is he shot better from three. That's it. Hey, hey, I'm going to come you back. Know, you know what? Uh, this whole Simmons hasn't played in a year. Mm-hmm. It's four games into the season. Well, he ain't playing defense. You take a year off of anything and tell me how quickly you come back. Clay Thompson, by the way, still ain't Clay Thompson. And he played last year. Yeah, he never will. He still will. Yeah, he'll never be. All right? He, yeah, but what I'm saying is, can we give Ben Simmons more than four games just to get used to the speed of playing basketball again? Right. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And Clay, Clay Thompson will never be the same. Clay Thompson will never be the same. I want to say this to kind of to, to kinda not so much go at what Chandler just said, but at the end of the day, Ben Simmons took a year off because Ben Simmons didn't care about basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, if, if the man was hurt, I, I get it. But when you go through the the dog and pony show that you put on to get yourself out of Philadelphia, then you come to Brooklyn and go through that whole situation. The, the 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 sympathy card that Ben Simmons is trying to play right now falls on deaf ears because this is this this is the life that you chose. Like I'm not negating his mental health or anything like that, but for all intents and purposes, you chose to sit out a year. You could have been in the gym working on your game. So again, I respectfully don't 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 vibe with that because again, you came here to be part of a big three. Kyrie did the same, KD did the same. You know what I'm saying? You need to do your thing to help solidify your position and your role with this roster. You gave me nine points tonight. It's bad. I didn't even look at the box score. 
You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is, though, man. He's got more foul shot attempts. It's not. But right. He's got more. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Chandler. Go ahead. To say he chose, you know what? When you are in a pit of depression, when you are dealing with the fact that your little sister got molested by somebody that you thought was your family, and it was no, and and you were supposed to protect her and you didn't. You know, the last thing on your mind is going to play basketball, basketball I mean, I, I, or, going I, I, I to work. or going to work or going to work. That's the last thing on your mind. Literally, the last thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. and allegedly, so, allegedly, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to speculate. No, that's, that's not in the leg. That's that's this. There's there's a court case in in Australia, by the way. Anyway. And that ain't alleged. Okay. That actually happened. That actually happened. Okay. And I then want to disclaimer to deal with, you know, you got it. To deal with people character assassinating you that you thought would at least may not have to defend you, but at least support you. Right? And you get to Brooklyn. Oh, and by the way, then you had to have back surgery. Anybody knows anything about backs knows you can't really do nothing when your back is hurt. No. So it's 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 a whole lot of things cooked into that. You know, the 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 narrative that got put out by Philly was because they didn't want to pay him. And by the way, nobody was complaining about him not shooting when he was making all star teams. Yeah. When he was he making the all star team. To begin with, he though. still couldn't shoot. He still couldn't shoot. Okay. Still couldn't shoot. Nobody had a problem. Oh, and by the way, when Joel Embiid sat behind without eating Joel off rice every night and leaking grease up and down the court and not being and missing games because he was out of shape, nobody said a word. Nobody said a word. And the one season that, that Embiid decided to finally get in shape and stop going to see to, to Pax and Geno's and a Joel of Rice vendor that who basically put up a stand right outside his locker, all of a sudden he's in a position to, to criticize somebody else? Mm-hmm. Bruh. Mm-hmm. But see, let me ask you this question. And, you know, and I, I, I want to be, I want to be, no, I just, I, you know, I, I want to be clear. Like, Ben Simmons is not the reason why the Nets aren't playing good basketball right now. You know what I mean? They don't play defense at all. Ben Simmons is the only one on the team that plays defense. Yeah, they're missing um, uh, Curry, and they're missing, you know, trying to get Harris back into the lineup. But they, they don't play defense. They, you know, how, TP, you had the lie. How many points did uh, Kyrie and Kevin score to combined? It was like almost 60 points, right? They and they did 37. The I looked at it, it was 60. At the time I looked at it, it was, 20, it was 33 and 27. Yeah, so I mean, they probably put a, at least sixty a sixty piece up. They did that. They put almost seven. They put seventy up uh, the other day against John Morant, and they got blitzed. They almost gave up one hundred and forty points to to the to the to the Pelicans. They don't play defense. Steve Nash ain't gonna have a job by Christmas. <laughs> Steve Nash, in in you know, probably shouldn't have had the job to begin with, but they don't play defense. They need to make a trade. They need to get some 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 three and D guys, but it's not working. And I wouldn't be surprised if another coach is out in here anytime soon. Go ahead, Sirius. 
finish your thought. I'm sorry about that. No, my, my, my thing is this, like, with all that being said and with everything that Ben Simmons is going through off the field and on the field, the man showed up for training camp, you know. And so, I, again, my, my, my thing is this, like, at the end of the day, we all have stuff that we deal with. We all have hurt hang-ups and, you know, all, all that sort of stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not negating what the man is going through. But at the end of the day, you know, you showed up to training camp, you, you, you come on the team, come on the floor to help this big three become something in Brooklyn, and you let one man single-handedly dog you. Like, I was sitting here watching bits and pieces of this game while I'm on the show with you guys tonight, and literally every time I look up, Giannis was jamming on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it baffles me you know, that the Brooklyn Nets are, are, are in this particular position. Now, I do think they're finding a way to get it right. But, again, I, you you can't be Ben Simmons right now and, and, and give me the stat line that you're giving me. I I, I can't accept that. Like, I, I, I just can't, you know, figure it out. Can we give him more than four games? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, can we give him more than four yeah, games? Yeah, I mean, but he's – He's never been a scorer like that. I mean, you know, like he's not going to – he's not. if you're looking for him to give you points, then you're looking up the wrong tree. Like, he, they need defense. Their problem is they're giving up 130-some-odd points a game. They don't play defense. That's their problem. You know what I mean? Not that they – you know, they don't <sighs> – I, I don't know. They were never going to play defense, though. So, Willem, I mean, look who the coach they hired. That's, and that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, watching the, the Nets not play defense or the Lakers not hit shots. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. I'm going to say this here and now, and, and I'm, I'm trying my best to stay away from karma. As things are going with these two teams or where they are in this point in their lives, Kevin Durant nor LeBron James will not win an NBA Finals unless they team up somewhere. They have to leave their respective organizations. LeBron will not bring one to Los Angeles anymore, and Kevin Durant damn sure ain't bringing one to Brooklyn, New York. It won't happen. I said it after the bubble, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I said LeBron will not win another championship. And everybody's like, no, no, no. Like, listen, everybody wants to, to, to pile on Russell Westbrook, and I'd love for somebody to come right after me when I say this. And it's not – listen, he does not fit. We knew that. We, Mike has been saying that for a year and a half. Like, we know he doesn't mm-hmm. fit. But can somebody tell me why Anthony Davis is not playing like a top ten player in this league right now? Can somebody explain to me why they brought him in? Yeah, they brought him into LA to be the to be basically the Robin to to, to LeBron's Batman, but then eventually flip it. He was supposed to be Batman and carry LeBron into the twilight of his career. LeBron is almost thirty. 38 years old, having to carry a load he was not expecting to carry for the last couple of years. And Anthony Davis, nowhere to be found. Like, hanging at the three-point line, shooting 20% from three, my dude. Can you get your behind down at the block and get some easy baskets? Like, Anthony Davis is – everybody's saying that other people like Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't want to play because his knee is sore, he's stealing money. Anthony Davis is stealing money, too. Somebody please oh, tell Russell, me if I'm 
Wait, wait, Russell Westbrook is stealing money. Are you ready for this? I'm glad that you said you just sat there and said Tony Davis is shooting 20% from three, right? Russ Westbrook? Yeah. Is Tony. <laughs> Why did you say Tony? <laughs> Russ, Russ, Russ Westbrook? Russ Westbrook is shooting 8% from three. Eight. Eight percent. That, that is disgusting. No. That that's disgusting. Not this with the D I that's D E disgusting. Like that's that's nasty. Like what did you do this summer? You knew you was gonna get forty seven million dollars and you ain't work on nothing? Like at least trying to that's put nothing on something? You, you just gonna be that eight percent from three? Like yo, everybody in the world should be better than you. Kids, children, teenagers. People that's playing in rec leagues, they shoot better than you, Russ. This is horrible. Forty-seven million dollars put me on the Lakers. I shoot, I shoot for forty-seven. You crazy? Move. I'm, I'm gonna let it go for forty-seven million dollars. I'm going crazy. He can't win, and you don't want to be there. Joke of the year. Stubborn, stubborn to the end. You knew you, you know you can't shoot, but you're gonna keep shooting. You know you needed to work on something to try to help this Laker team because you were gonna be, they were gonna be stuck with you. And what did you do? And then get upset when the fan tells him he sucks. <laughs> yeah, you gonna come back out? You gonna come back out of the tunnel and yell at them? Try to get up in their face? Oh, please. <laughs> the truth will set you free. But he did pull that. He pulled that fan's whole card because as soon as he came out, oh no, I no, I love you, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you, know what? you know the rest of that line. LeBron, LeBron asked for both of those guys. So at the end of the day, Fact. this is on him. Absolutely. Anthony Davis okay. has been telling y'all for years that he ain't going to play in the paint. Okay? <laughs> he, I don't play. You know, I'm just seven foot five, but I ain't going to play center. Okay? So he's going to stand up against the three-point line. And then he's talking about my back hurt. Every time he fall, he grabbed his back, he grabbed his knee. <laughs> now, listen, listen if, the air, if, the, if the air hits him wrong, he's going down. Uh, you know, I said – I mean, get out the shower, put, man. Tears the ACL. <clears throat> listen, yep. I said, I said poorly constructed – I said poorly constructed rosters. And, I mean, at the end of the day – it goes back to several things. Uh, listen, you, you sold your soul, like your future of your franchise for Anthony Davis. Uh, as you said, to be a Robin and then eventually be a Batman, he can't even get a role as an extra, dog. And, and whatever film, no. whatever hero film you want to flip, what do you want to do? Like, it, it may be like he could be one of those people that, like, oh, if somebody call in sick, we can get you to, like, stand in and be a face in the crowd. That's what his game looks like right now. But it's enough blatant to go around. Westbrook can't shoot. But you mentioned <clears throat> I, I'm not even going to say more about that because it, it's just not worth that much more. They may miss, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. So you mentioned the Sixers a second ago, and I will say that uh, there have been times going back a while in his career that I have questioned Ben Simmons' heart and the type of player that he is. Uh, that being said, he is not a scorer for sure, and it will take some time, especially for defense because it takes you got to get into rhythm. So I'll be curious to see uh, if he becomes or starts to play like that elite on-ball defender that he has been before, and if they can start to communicate and know where each other are on the floor, because that does kind of take 
time, and you have to have guys together to do that. So, I mean, there's still plenty of time for returns, but um, I agree with TP's point about Kevin Durant not bringing a uh, a championship to to Brooklyn for sure. Yeah. And look, look out, man! The Pelicans are deep, right? Like it was close last night, but even without some pieces, they still were able to uh, to get a game against a good uh, Dallas team. This uh, New Orleans. New Orleans Pelicans franchise is for real. Uh, there are two last things, and I'm done. Embiid, man, listen. You are 7 to 250-some pounds. It is nice that you can shoot the ball from deep, bro. Okay? Well, you can say the same thing for Anthony Davis, but Embiid even more as big as you are. But, like, it, it's nice that you can do that, and at some point you can throw it up if you have to. But get your big ass down low. Like, take that high-pursuit shot. Throw it down onto people. Try to crush some people's dreams a little bit. I mean, if there's too many people there, they're hacking you, then step back a little bit and hit that little 10-footer. You've got to make your free throws. You can do that for the most part when you're on. But, like, take easy points, bro. Y'all ain't got to all be Golden State. Y'all ain't got to all try to shoot the three and shoot it. Look, 50 times a game for average shooting teams. Out of here. What are you doing? And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's sad to see my last thing. I'm sorry, and I'll be done. Because I know I'm rambling too long. But uh, he heard the critics in the offseason how sometimes they could look better without him. And people started to question uh, what kind of player he really is, man. Listen, Josh, telling y'all at the beginning of the year, y'all going to know me. John Morant's looking good early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, John Morant's I do. John Morant's I do. I mean, but here's the deal. Philly needs to take all the three-point lines and paint them, paint over them. So he, so Joel and B don't see him no more. You know what I mean? Because like, if I see him hanging by the three point line one more damn time, I'm gonna cut his feet off. I'm tired of him standing at the three point line. Like, dude, get on the block, get down low, body these dudes, and dominate. Like, what is the problem? Like, anyway. And I listen. Is anybody else? I had to say it, but I'm gonna say it again. Is anybody else tired of the Kawhi Leonard act? Is anybody else tired of it? I'm not because I think Kawhi had the same issue that um who was it Brandon Roy had. Um, mm-hmm. I just think he's doing a better job of managing. Because remember, Brandon Roy got to the point where he couldn't even walk, and he was still trying to play. Yeah. Um, I think I think Kawhi is in the same situation. I think his knees are shot. I think his knees are shot. And I think they just trying to figure out a way to manage it since they gave him all that money. <laughs> I mean, damn, damn it, Chandler. You make, why do you make me feel guilty uh, calling this dude out, man? Damn it, Chandler. I, I, I can't stand him, man. All that money he getting paid, he, he got knee sorted. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. Look, I, could somebody please hate on him? Because I can't. Chandler always making me see reason. I can't deal with this. You know, what the funniest part of this whole thing we've been talking about is the Pelicans got the best version of Anthony Davis and Brandon Ingram. So the Lakers literally yeah. had Brandon, the, 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 the better Anthony Davis 2.0 and gave him away for Anthony Davis 0.5. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Not 0.5. <laughs> hey, I'm so done with this guy right now. He said 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and both, it, it, it's 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 worked out beautifully. 
for the Pelicans. And, and everybody was hating on the Pelicans because everybody's like, Anthony Davis don't want to be there. Looked like um, looked like uh, Zion didn't want to be there. Like, what's wrong with this franchise? Now look at them. Like, what a difference winning in, in a year makes. This team looks like they're poised to be. They're really a dangerous team. Like, they're really a dangerous team. They should have beat the Suns mm-hmm. last year in the playoffs. I think TP said it last year. They should have beat them in that playoff run mm-hmm. uh, last year. Um, I'm going to tell you, good. The, Chris Paul, the Chris Paul thing, and Chris Paul not wanting to be there and moving on, did not help their reputation as an organization. And then he publicly came out against the new, you know, mascot, I'm not rolling. And then uh, they do have the same ownership as the Saints, so people thought that was uh, going to for sure be a negative thing uh, for that to be the case. But the Bensons are actually uh, – uh, pretty good owners that have done right by their people uh, over the years, and they've done a lot for the city of New Orleans uh, and surrounding areas. So, I mean, uh, it could be worse, but like you said, uh, they got the better end of this. I knew as a fan of the Lakers that my that my hometown team had, had fleeced them on the trade. And then when you look at how much they control their drafts the next year too, like I said, you let the devil come in and really you sold your soul to the devil and you ruined your franchise. Good luck rebuilding. And, and look, Portland, what, 4-0 right now? Portland looking good. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, both sides, right? Trading McCollum to 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 the Pelicans was a good move. And now the the, the I think the backcourt in Portland is a better fit with Lillard and um, what's the kid's name? I, I just had the kid's Simon. name in my Simon. Anthony Simon. Anthony Simon. Simon. Anthony can I, Simon. Can I, t- I think he's a, can I tell you why? he's a better fit. He's a better fit with Damian Lillard than McCollum is. That team, they they're young. They they might do some things. They might do some things. What do you got, Mike? No, because no. Here's, here's the thing. You got you got more size in that backcourt, and in yep. New in New Orleans, sometimes you can run McCollum as the uh, shooting guard and have him be a small backcourt there. But you can run him as the point and have him defend the ball. And with guys like Herb Jones and Zion and Ingram on the court, uh, you can have other guys initiate that offense because the ball still moves. So uh, mm-hmm. you can – both of those guys are allowed to be in backcourts that contain more size, and it's not just two little guys trying to defend the perimeter. That makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, Simmons is only 23 years old, and he looks like mm, – he looks he looks like something. I really like his game, and I like his fit with – and Damian Lillard is healthy. I think everybody tried to do their best to, uh, what was it, the abdominal? Um, he had the, the abdominal, I think it was um, tear, right? And is, and is that, so um, he, he needed to just get healthy. Dame time is Dame time. He's super talented. So he's healthy. He looks good. Simmons looks good. I mean, it, I, I like what I see in Portland. I know it's early, but I like it. Uh, what were we going to say, Taylor? Sorry. No, no, I was just agreeing with you, but how about Utah? Blew the team up, more, got all kind of draft picks, and they killing people out west. Lori Markin and finally somebody <laughs> letting him play? What? Yeah. Man, listen. Hey, he, it was always there. I just, you know, I felt like I felt like in Chicago he was, they had a little bit of depth that he couldn't kind of crack that, that lineup. I think in Utah it was just like, you know, we're trying to blow this thing up. So, like, all right, here, just take these minutes and do what you can. Um, 
I like I like what I've seen so far. So far, so good. Conley is is playing some solid basketball. Even I I don't know. I I thought he would probably be be on the trade block, but if they keep playing solid, you know, you never know. Um, but I mean, he, it is a name. Connolly is a name that you got to think about at the trade deadline. If you know Utah, you know, kind of comes back down to earth, that you could probably pry away and um, use for half the season and try to make a playoff push. But I mean, listen, it's early, but I like what I'm seeing with the Jazz, and I'm like, I really like what I'm seeing with uh, with Portland. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody else has anything else, uh, any other team they like this, what they're seeing so far. My Knicks won tonight, so no hate on that. Walker Kessler, young pick from Auburn, has been good. And then as far as, uh, you know, you're right. It'll be interesting to see what these teams can do. But if the Jazz tank, though, or if the Jazz end up falling off, then it may be that Mike Conley doesn't have much value after all. So we'll see. Jordan Clarkson is the guy with the most value on the team because he's a dead shooter. And how many teams do yeah, you shoot? Yeah, I can I can look at one LA. Um but Colin Sexton is the future. I like I like Colin Sexton there. He's playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um but I think him playing with Connolly, he's he's learning from him. So I like that experience that he's getting. But yeah, Clarkson has the most value. I don't know if they would trade him away, but thirteen I think he's about thirteen million. That's a good contract to get rid of. You know what I mean? That's I mean that's Lakers better give up them draft picks and go get Jordan Clarkson. They already gave up draft picks. They, they can't give up no more. Yes, they, they can. They can give up 27 to 29. Yeah, the, those two picks the Pacers want, and they, but they won't do it. And it's like, TP, I, I, I honestly you're think. You're picking the whole decade. Say that again? They're getting a pick in the whole decade if you do that. Okay. Yeah, but the, well, the, that's the Lakers. The Lakers have done that for years. Like, you know what I mean? They, and, and they always come back, and they always figure out a way to, to 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 be relevant and be a good team. Like, that's the Lakers. Every time you think they they trade away all their picks, they have nothing left. They come around, and here they come. You know what I mean? But um, I I just don't. I think it's a it's a it's a dump. Like, if the if if they trade Russell to the, they don't want him in their locker room. He's stubborn. He's a pain in the behind right now. Like. How can after a game you sit there and say I played well, and you hit in the side of the backboard? <laughs> like he just—he's just—he just doesn't doesn't say the right thing. Like I I watched Magic Johnson talk and it was like Magic was like when they were calling me Tragic Magic, I took it like a man and then I went in the off season and I worked on my game. Russ, what are you doing? Russ ain't working on he's it. Hanging you know what I'm saying? Like he got. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm good. My game is good. Like, what? What? Like, somebody else said it too, and they were like, they might have to send him home. Like, because it's just they don't want him there. He don't want to be there. It's a toxic situation. Like, it's completely toxic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just moving him off of the team, I think, would help the entire team. Because when you, yeah, you guys, everybody. you all know, we all been around somebody, work with somebody, whatever, that was just, listen, I used to be that guy, okay, mm-hmm. and just suck all of the life out of the room, no one, no one can be successful. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to be successful when you got one person sucking the life out of the room. And, it's, and if you keep playing him, his value goes down, right? 
because he's not doing he's not he doesn't fit the, the team. His numbers going to look worse and worse and worse. His value goes down. It's just it's it's just a clean separation. Like when you're getting a divorce, do you stay in the house with your wife unless you ain't got nowhere to go? No, I'm gonna go in the hotel. You know what I mean? I'm not staying here with you. Like just separate. It's for it's for the best. I honestly feel that way. But I mean, I'm up against it. I wanna I I wanna close this up. TP, you got anything to add, brother? No, it's okay. We 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 did a great job today. Everybody got their their stuff in. I just you know had to get my my couple of giggles in, you know, and and talk about Aaron. I had to get Aaron off my chest. I had to. I had to. I had to. And 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 thank you for a lot. This is a safe space, fellas. This is a you know I love doing this show with you guys, but it's a safe space where I can bet about my Yankees. I know TP's going to give me a hard time, but at the end of the day, he knows I'm suffering. And, and it's a safe space for all of us. We all can bend about our teams, good or bad. So, um, thank you, um, Cashman, and and Boone. Well, I'm see, I warned my niece and my nephew. I warned my niece and my nephew at a Seattle Mariners game in the middle of the Bronx, and I told them that they're horrible. And and Barry was up there telling me, "Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. Go get them something to eat. Go get them something to drink." Okay, so then maybe I'm going to get this <laughs> and then he has me arguing with all of the Bronx. I have all of the Bronx in a frenzy in our section trying to argue with me, and they really agreeing with me, but they arguing with me. They don't want to hear the truth. And next thing you know, we look back at the yeah. field, home run, Seattle, home run, Seattle, home run. I was like, see, I told you. I told, and I tried to tell but them. It's like, see, they but, don't want, but it's like, don't, don't talk to, to my children like, like, like that. I can't even finish. I can't even finish. Okay, forget it. We can just no. wrap up. They don't even want me to talk no. about that. It's just like, don't talk to my kids like that. Like, don't tell my kids the Yankees stink. That's bad language. That's, you know, we don't talk like that. Don't talk like that in my house. Like, <laughs> did, 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 they win, did they win or did they lose? <laughs> they lost. They lost. Just shut up. Okay, All right, here okay, we go. Listen, I mean, that's why I'm not going to Yankee game with you anymore. That is <laughs> even though even though Avery Avery loves Uncle Ty, I'm not bringing you to the game no more. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. Um, you need to come get that girl too. Listen, uh, Chandler, thank you for calling in, man. Let's get out of here, man. Give me a plug. We can get out of here. It's always a lot of fun. It right, Reverend Doctor Simmons. I'm coming to your church one day. I'm gonna come see you. That's it. He 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 split out the back door, so I will have to tell him later. He split out the back door, but Michael, thank you for calling in, brother. Um, give give me a plug. Give me a quick plug so we get out of here. <clears throat> All right, man. Much respect to homie TP and all you guys, man. The chefs, Chandler, villain, always serious. He knows. Uh, always fun chopping up with you guys, man. Uh, lots of things going on. Check out the barbershop on uh, Clubhouse. Check out sportscitychefs.com, finger foods, well, all the different things we got going on. Philly teams are high, phiapparel.co. Join Thomas at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time on Sunday mornings as we recap the weekend sports news and the gift show set for uh, the week's late of NFL action. And uh, anyway, in the meantime and in between time, hasta domingo. I'll talk to you Sunday morning. Maybe they won't tell me later. Yeah, either. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That, that little lazy, you know. Um, listen, get to the website. We've got things cooking there. We've got new shows coming up. I'm sure the Crossover Cafe will be on and popping pretty soon, so that'll be fun. Make sure you listen to the um, make sure you listen to the Timeless uh, the timeless Brunch. That's going to be on and popping on Sunday, talking some football and all sports in between, so um, make sure you get out there and support that. But um, 
We got shows all week. We got plenty of content for you. But TP, you know what to do. Get us out of here, bro. He says, Leze le bon ton boule. Just so you know, I know my stuff now. Sports City, you already get a lot. Check out the website, sportscitychefs.com. The boys are back in the building. Sports is in a frenzy. Everything's rolling. And Friday, somebody has to go down. Philadelphia and Houston, I can't even lie. I'm hyped to see this World Series. I want to see who pulls it off. Is it the unsung heroes and the Broad Street bullies? Or will Dusty Baker get his first chip? I can't wait to see this thing go down. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, ha, 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 ha. Now they know. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.